0: this is fantasy book club hello and welcome to the fantasy book club this is the internet's book club and just by listening you're a member my name is Colin Pratt
1: and I Sydney Lyerly. And
0: this is our third attempt to start the episode.
1: What? What? You guys I, wouldn't know that though. If Cohen hadn't mentioned it, you never would have known. That's
0: very true. Terrible. The, I try to start with a different energy than normal and I completely lost place of what I'm supposed to say.
1: <laughs> the energy was not there. Yeah, the energy the, wasn't The new it. energy he was trying to give was not it. Not the for old this. Energy. Not for this podcast. Just not, not, not it. Not
0: right. So we're here now and we're in uh, the next week of uh, Way of Kings by Brandon Sanderson is the book we're reading.
1: Yes. What chapters is. do we
0: read this week, Sydney?
1: This week we uh, are reading, um, hold on, I forgot, uh, 20 through 24. We're reading so chapters. 20, 21, 22, 23, and 24. So a lot of chapters, but they're not very long.
0: Yeah, they're mostly pretty short. Yeah. And then next week.
1: Next week we are only reading three. We're reading 25, 26, and twenty seven.
0: To give you a break. And by that I mean these chapters are wicked long, so there's not really a break. But yeah. the number of chapters you read is lower, so that feels like a break.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: Now we're gonna get right into it. I'm gonna I, I go first this week with with chapter twenty, which is called Scarlet, and it is very, very short. I'll tell yes. you the entire chapter in two sentences. Kaladin finds Ah, uh, injured girl that she that then he fails to Did save you say her. you
1: this was seven years ago?
0: Oh, yeah. This is, this is baby Calden. This is baby Cal. This is Cal. Yeah. Cal finds injured girl, fails to save her, cries on his porch. His dad gives him comfort as a doctor. Next chapter moving on.
1: <laughs> I hate that. I, hate I mean, that's that. what happened, isn't it? The, it is. Yes, that is, in fact, what happened.
0: You know, because I with these longer chapters that we've been doing, I've been trying to go higher level and not get into like emotional stuff as much. Yeah. But this chapter is only emotional stuff. So I'll get into it a little bit more before we move on. Um I, one moment I really liked is there's a little interaction between Kaladin and his father. Uh, because Kal- Kaladin's father, who's Liran, walks up and finds Kaladin crying on the porch and he says, I inspected your work, son. You did well. I'm proud. And Kaladin can't get out of his mind that he failed. Like in his in his brain, he's a failure because the girl died. Yeah. Um, and uh Liren gives him like he said, Liren gives him comfort by saying, I've known men who practice for hours and hours, yet still froze when they when confronted by a wounded person. It's harder when it takes you by surprise. You didn't freeze. You went for it. Administered help, and you did well. And uh, essentially what Cal- what Liren is saying is, uh, it's a good thing that you are uh, sad. You need to get over it, basically. But it's, yeah. it's hard. Liren says this sentence, which is terrible. You need to learn when to care and when to let it go.
1: That is kind of awful like i get it though like i personally could never be a um a like nurse or a doctor or anything like that because i would probably never be able to get over stuff like that like that's that's so hard and i i couldn't do it
0: you know it's funny because i could i could but not a soldier because for some reason calvin and i are opposite in brains the idea of soldier i'm not i'm killing but for quote unquote good yeah which is fine yeah I could be a doctor who saw someone die and as long as I tried to help, I think I could handle it. Yeah. I could not be a soldier who like was killing people even if they fought for what I seem, I deem as evil or yeah. what my team deems as evil. I'm like, I but, but I can't be the one who killed them. Yeah. And the issue is, I understand there has to be soldiers. That's the thing that has to exist. I wish there was a way to be peaceful exclusively because killing for like because the person who I killed, I don't know if they agree with their leadership. They're yeah. just in the army. Yeah, I don't know. It bugs yeah. me.
1: No, I I agree.
0: Anyway, that's my whole chapter. Yeah. No theories really for this one either.
1: Nope. Just
0: so, kind of shows more of Kaladin's upbringing.
1: Yeah. I, I like these little like mini chapters about Cal.
0: Yeah. I, I have a suspicion. A this one was like a, we haven't heard from long ago Kaladin in a while. So I'll write one little thing about long ago Cal to give like a reprise from just these two points of view back and forth, uh-huh. which I guess it worked out pretty yeah. well.
1: Um so now I move on to chapter 21 and actually funny thing real quick that um I noticed. So I think last week was it maybe? Yeah. Um one of the there was a little drawing of the Alethi war camps. Yeah. And I didn't have it but yep. Colton did. Um but I found out why. Mine is on a different mine is in between chapter 20 and 21 for some reason.
0: And mine's 19 and 20 for some reason.
1: Yeah. I don't know what's up with that but yeah, there it is. Found it. <laughs> so, just just wanted to share that with you guys cuz I thought that was funny.
0: Oh no, that's before eighteen. Yours is two chapters later. That's weird.
1: That's so odd. We don't know why that happened, yeah. but we thought it was funny. And it actually comes up again later. Colin has yeah. this really cool drawing that I don't have. I wonder if it's later.
0: Probably. Anyway, getting chapter twenty-one. What is yeah. it?
1: Okay, so chapter twenty-one is titled "Why Men Lie," and I'll read the little uh, letter thingy, which I have added to the full, the full-blown letter.
0: Yeah, like, Sydney, if you don't remember, is making a list of all of the intro little letter bits. Yes. To try and make the try and piece together the whole letter that's happening.
1: Yep. All right, so I'll read this little letter bit that we have on this chapter. So it says, one need only look at the aftermath of his brief visit to sell to see proof of what I say.
0: Real quick, just glance at your letter that you have, who is the his brief visit? Who's the him in this?
1: Um, Talking about uh, Rays.
0: Raise, okay. Who
1: is the bad guy in this letter, it sounds like. Yeah, this
0: letter has a bad guy. We don't know who he is yet, but he's a yes. bad guy in this letter. Well, it like also
1: talks by. earlier about another guy who was used to be really nice. Um who a guy named a T who was really kind and generous, but it no longer something happened to him.
0: Did um, raise happen to him? I
1: don't know what happened to We don't know what happened to him, but right. something happened to him. But we do know that Rays, uh, was among the most loathsome crafty and dangerous individuals. This person's ever met. Yeah. Um, and then he's continuing to talk about raise and about how terrible Ray's is. And, right. And so that's what this sentence is about. Uh. Fair enough. Yeah. Any, um, any
0: more guesses about who's writing any of that stuff or no, not really. No, fair enough. Move on.
1: Okay. Um, so in this chapter, we're with Kaladin. Yep. And he's asleep, but he does not want to wake up. This man, <laughs> this man was me this morning.
0: Oh, me too. This morning was and tough. me
1: every morning. Like <laughs> this morning. So uh, for context, everybody, I, um, I'm um on a sports team here, right? At school. And we have workouts on Thursday mornings at 6.15 in the morning, which I, I'm not a morning person. And no. so it's hard for me to get out of bed in the mornings. Yes. And uh, this morning, I went to lift but I didn't actually lift because I have like a back problem at the moment yeah that we're working through and so we decided I didn't need to lift obviously for because we don't want to make it worse and I woke up this morning and I was like, why do I still have to go I was like, what if I just went back to bed Yeah I did not I went and supported my teammates who were lifting absolutely but it was a hard thing to do anyways
0: morning suck that's her that's her point <laughs> that's Let's get the to whole it.
1: point sorry <laughs> so Kaladin, Kaladin.
0: <laughs> Sydney, if you're here at this point it's because you kind of want to hear us talk i guess so <laughs> it's okay that we get to chat because honestly if you want to hear people talk about this book you don't need us so we, we yeah. we're here Go to join you- a
1: real book club <laughs>
0: <laughs> we're your entertainer
1: <laughs> okay anyways so uh Kaladin is not a morning person he's in a lot of pain he's really sore he doesn't want to wake up he just wants to to sleep but he knows that he can't do that he needs to wake up because he needs to show the other bridge men that he is willing to get up
0: and he's exhausted because yesterday he did the the workout run plus the bridge run uh plus refusing to rest between bridge runs so he is very very sore
1: he is really tired but he he knows he has to wake up he he's got no choice um and when he wakes up, he realizes that a lot of the men are already awake and yeah. sitting up and they're watching him, waiting for him to see if he's going to get up or not. And so he's like, okay, well, this was a good thing. I decided to get up. And so he he gets up and he goes and finds the three wounded. So they were not able to bring the wounded back with them. Yeah. Um, And he finds them. And he goes, look, goes, look at them. And he's like. You know, um Leighton, which is the worst, is mm-hmm. still alive, but he, he's Luckily. not doing he's not doing well at all and he needs antiseptic or he's going to die. Yeah. Like they're all gonna gonna have a hard time surviving without antiseptic, but Leighton is the worst.
0: Yeah, his his wounds they said later, they call them bright red and covered in rot spread. Yes. Rot spread you know, spread are attracted to things. Yes. So when your wound is rotting
1: yeah, not in great. real
0: life. In real life, when your wound gets really your wound gets uh, bad. Yes. Uh so because there's rot spread, it knows your wound is really bad. Yes. That's actually a very helpful little indicator for doctors.
1: Yes, for sure. If spread like, existed, that be you've got very like helpful. infection and stuff, like it's sometimes hard to tell. Like if it's not like something that's super visible, like yeah. if it's inside your body or something, it's hard to tell sometimes.
0: And you can tell if people are making up pain to get drugs because there's no pain spread. So <laughs> that would be that'd be pretty nice. That's
1: true. Yeah. So Kalen's checking them out. Uh, he looks at he looks at Layden, who I said is not doing very well. But he also goes to uh Haber, which is the one who had the the bad leg, who got shot yeah. in the leg. And Haber is smiling, and Haber says, "Thank you, thank you for saving me." And so that's that's really sweet. And Haber yeah. says, "Thank you again." And it's just he's got this big smile on his face, and that like makes Kaladin feel so much better because yeah. he's like, "This is one of the reasons my father did this is because." Seeing people like smile and be happy and know that they're alive and be thankful to be alive is such a good feeling. But I also appreciate the fact that Haber is like, like I almost expected them to be like, "Oh my gosh, you saved me! Why now I yeah. gotta keep doing this." But Haber is grateful for it, yeah, which is amazing because he like recognizes that he would have died out there if it yeah. wasn't for Calden. Instead of life- being like, "Oh, why didn't you let me die?" He's thankful for it, which I'm glad.
0: I'm because it could have been a whole Incredibles, "You didn't save my life, you ruined my death" kind of moment. Yes. I like this message of, like, the bridge is as low as you can go except for death, yeah. which I appreciate because they're, they're indicating, like, still, you're still a person and people want to live. That's yes. still the bottom line is people yep. strive to try and survive. Yep. Strive to survive would be a great TV show. Strive to survive. Yeah, that'd be a great, like, naked and afraid type show. Oh,
1: my put, gosh,
0: Put strangers out in the woods and let them try and survive. No. That'd be a good show. Terrible. No, great. Yeah.
1: Um, but Kaladin basically just tells uh, Haber to, to rest and make sure, like, cl- keep the wound clean. Make sure there's no, like, rot spread or infection or anything. Um, and Haber agrees. And Kaladin then moves uh, to the which is the other one. And yeah. he is, like, has no idea what's happening. He's staring straight forward. He looks lost. His eyes are unfocused. He's, like, in shock and has yet to come out of it. Yeah. And Kaladin, like, snaps his fingers in front of him. And like, he doesn't, like, he, like, jumps. Yeah. And like focuses on the fingers and follows them. But that's that's really about all he can do. Um Haber thinks that he's been hit in the head and Kellen's like, no, it's just shock. It's just battle shock. It yeah. should wear off.
0: And Calan in his head says, I hope.
1: Yeah. Like Kellen's not really sure.
0: Yeah. Uh, but S- real quick. Speaking of sick people, I if you keep hearing little sickness noises, I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I have been infected with the the coffee sniffly. Headache boy yeah and so if you hear those i'm doing my best to keep them out of the mic all
1: all of Colton's uh roommates oh yeah which are also all of my friends all of us and my roommates who are also we yeah, yeah our friend group is like roommates but um
0: we yeah, all got sick
1: everyone got sick. we all got gone. i be like i should be okay because i feel like whatever you have right now i just got over so we'll see
0: yeah so if you're hearing little cough noise sniffly noises i I'm, i will do my best to remove them in post but sometimes it's hard if i cough during Sydney's talking time yeah so i'm turning from the mic i'm doing my best uh sorry <laughs> <laughs>
1: um anyways so kaladin stands up and walks away from the uh the the wounded and he's like okay well you're up you might as well go out and stretch now and and get your body, get your body moving, get your body working. Um, he stretches. He's he's pretty sore. Uh, he checks out his own wound, which he hopes isn't infected or doesn't get. It's not infected now, but he hopes it doesn't get infected because that would not be good. Um, he thinks about how he he's not. He thinks like this disdain about the apothecary, and then he's like, no, I shouldn't think bad about him. He's yeah. just trying to survive too. Like yeah. this is not his fault. Like he he doesn't want to blame the apothecary because it's not not really the apothecary's fault. Mm-hmm. Um, Calden then goes and grabs his plank to do his his running workout. He yeah. doesn't do it for as long or as vigorous or as fast. Yeah. So a lot of times he, he walks because he doesn't want to wear himself out too bad, but he does want to show the others that he's still working out and still yeah. willing to put in show, effort and show stuff.
0: leadership. Yes. Pause. Yep. It says he couldn't go fast. In fact, much of the time he could only walk. But as he worked, his aches soothed, his headache faded, his feet and shoulders still hurt. And he had a deep, latent exhaustion, but he didn't embarrass himself by falling over. Okay, pause. Aches aches soothed by working out. Absolutely, yes. If you're sore muscles, I don't know if you've ever run with a headache, Sydney. That sucker only gets worse. Really? There, I've never had it because every time I do so. every time you step, <laughs> your brain flares. And like, it, oh, I've no. never that I've read this book four times. Literally, every time I think, what are you talking about? Oh my gosh! I get headaches pretty often. I ha- ran cross country. The two don't mix. They, <laughs> they hurt so bad to run with a headache. It's Honestly, the worst. doing
1: anything with a headache is miserable.
0: Yeah. I don't know why we have headaches. They don't really do much except for like make your life suck. Other <laughs> other aches and pains like alert you to issues in your body. Yeah. Headaches are just like, hey, bud, the weather went down two degrees. Time <laughs> to not be able to move for two hours. Why, Why, body? Please.
1: <laughs> Who knows? Um, <laughs> but anyways, he's uh, He's practicing. Uh, none of the other bridgemen are joining him, but some of them are watching him. So, you know, he's glad, like he said, he's glad he didn't fall because that would not be great. Um, eventually when he when he stops, uh, or actually, no, sorry, he's still going and still comes over and lands on the end of the plank and is like riding it.
0: Can we read the interaction?
1: Absolutely we can.
0: It's It's why this chapter is named what it is, so I think it's important to read. Here we go.
1: They're talking about you. She said as he passed the bridge for barrack again.
0: Not surprising, Kaladin said between puffs.
1: Some think you've gone mad, she said. Like that man who just sits and stares at the floor. They say the battle stress broke your mind.
0: Maybe they're right. I didn't consider that.
1: What is madness? She asked, sitting with one leg up against her chest, vaporous skirt flickering around her calves and vanishing into mist.
0: It's when men don't think right, Kaladin said, glad for the conversation to distract him.
1: Men never seem to think right.
0: Madness is worse than normal, Kaladin said with a smile. It really just depends on the people around you. How different are you from them? The person that stands out is mad, I guess.
1: So you all just... vote on it? She asked, screwing up her face.
0: Well, not so actively, but it's the right idea.
1: She sat thoughtfully for a time longer. Kaladin, she finally said, Why do men lie? I can see what lies are, but I don't know why people do it.
0: Lots of reasons, Kaladin said, wiping the sweat from his brow with his free hand, then using it to study the plank.
1: Is it madness?
0: I don't know if I say that. Everyone does it.
1: So maybe you're all a little mad.
0: He chuckled. (laughs) Yeah, perhaps.
1: But if everyone does it, she said, leaning her head on her knee, then the one who doesn't will be the one who is mad, right? Isn't that what you said earlier?
0: Well, I guess. But I don't think there's a person out there who hasn't ever lied. Dalinar. Who?
1: The king's uncle, Sil said. Everyone says he never lies. Your bridge men even talk about it sometimes. I love that Dalinar got mentioned in this.
0: Yeah, it's... it's I. Slowly, slowly, all these different little moments get pulled together into a story. Yeah, we're still at the point where it's like ping ponging from viewpoint uh-huh. to viewpoint. Yep. At some point, I promise these these people start meeting each other and stuff. I
1: mean, I kind of figured that'd be weird if they didn't. Yeah.
0: So that's that's good, but for now, it's just kind of uh, ping ponging from person to person. Yeah,
1: that's a cute little interaction, though. I love Syl so much.
0: I love seeing like, her grow.
1: Yes, I love seeing her grow, and I love her questions, and I love like she puts such a interesting twist on it because you know she asks like okay maybe everyone's just a little mad you know like just because someone is different doesn't necessarily mean they're mad and it's just an interesting little thought like like, I feel like Someone who hasn't like seen something like that before yeah. doesn't really like, has a different perspective on it, and it's such an interesting perspective to see. I think
0: something I really love also is it's not it's it still is fun because she asks good questions because she's not a baby learning the whole world at the same time. Yeah, she knows the basics, but she's learning about adult humans with an adult yes. brain. Yeah, so it means that she can ask questions that are that are a little bit more well worded because it's yes. kind of like a toddler conversation of why do people lie? Yes, but she has better logic than a toddler does. Yes, so it's it's pretty it's actually like an interesting to me at least interesting yeah. like dive into human psychology yeah
1: um but continuing on uh when she when she says dalinar um the fact that people say that dalinar doesn't lie uh caleden's like he's a light eye that automatically means he lies which is kind of a terrible thing to Kaladin say but,
0: racist
1: yeah not a great kind thing to say. of
0: kind of earned racism a little yeah, bit it's I like it's know. like okay it's like how people okay this is terrible it's like how reverse racism people say like it kind of exists. The idea of like the oppressed hating the oppressee
1: uh-huh.
0: or the oppressor. I mean, it makes sense as to why that hatred would be there. Yeah. It's still not super fun in no. general to group people as a whole. No, but it does make sense why the oppressee would hate. Yes, the Yes,
1: I-, I do get it. I understand where he's coming from, but not yeah. a great mindset. And he's just trying to tell still that they're all the same and they're all terrible. And, you know, all this and Calden's like, I don't think, or not Kaladin. Sorry, Still's Like I don't think men were always like this, and she doesn't continue. And Kaladin's like, okay, whatever. And <laughs> um, she she tries. He tries to ask, like you know, what she was trying to say, and she just says, "It seems I've heard men talk about times when there were no lies." And Kaladin's like, "Well, there are stories about like when people men were bound by honor and all this stuff." Um, but like I don't know. Like those are just stories now. It's just this is just the way it is now. He, he just is asking, Kaladin's just asking like questions about the stories. He's like, what happened to the Heralds? You know, What happened yeah. to the Knights Radiance? Things like that. And basically he's like, well, you can't trust anyone with power. They all fall. Like anyone who gets power betrays you and does something stupid. They all just fall and it's just, it's bad.
0: Which is kind of, honestly, uh, in a lot of ways, kind of true. Yeah. Seeking power for power's sake is kind of a crappy person thing to do. Yes. And then the powerful end up being crappy people for that reason. Yeah. But, yeah, I, I like it, in this society that's not true because yes. it's just kind of based on birth. So bad people can be just born with power. Yes, but in like real life, people who are actively seeking more and more power tend to be people who want power for power's sake, which yeah. is kind of a whack thing to want.
1: Yeah. Um. But after the end of this conversation, uh, Sil, or Callan just tells Sil that uh, he probably talking to him or talking to Sil is not the greatest thing for his reputation because yeah. no one else can see her.
0: Oh, um, or can they? Well,
1: we haven't gotten to that part yet. <laughs> Come on, Colton. What are you doing? Spoilers. Um You read it. You know this. I know. You Guys, should have. If you didn't read it.
0: If you didn't read it, screw you. Rock can see Sill. Who knows why? He's part of the Unkalaki, so he can see Sill. I don't know really what that means. No one does, but he yeah. can see Sill.
1: Yes, he can see Sill. Um but Kaladin finally stops uh he stops running because he doesn't want to strain himself too much. Uh he sets he takes the board back to the carpenters. And um, after he's done with this, he's he's on his way back to the barrack, and Gaz stops by. Our favorite little little human being,
0: scum of the earth.
1: Uh, yes. Uh, our wish you were dead for a very long time.
0: The in the lowest rated character of this entire book. Yep. by a long shot.
1: Oh, for sure. Um, but Gaz stops by and basically tells uh Kaladin that Bright Lord Lamarr uh heard what uh Kaladin did with the wounded and is not super happy about it um caladin's like how did this happen and gaz is like are you dumb like people (laughs) people were gonna talk about it what did you expect yeah and basically uh lamora wasn't too happy about it and talked to sadius high prince sadius about it and sadius basically was like i'm not letting or not letting uh caladin be strung up and we're not doing anything about the wounded but they're not allowed to be fed yeah, or, or paid, paid which is horrible so basically Sadius' whole thing is like i'm just going to let them starve to death
0: show the wor basically the the concept of like don't give them hope watch these purple people die the worst possible death starving slowly yes so don't as, so no other bridge gets the hope of maybe this is an option
1: it's terrible it
0: awful. it's awful it's a terrible thing to do
1: it's so awful um but this makes Kaladin really angry because you know for fair reason uh, makes him upset and he is like he basically tells gaz that this is a heartless thing like yeah you know this he brings back wounded soldiers why should the bridgemen not get that same privilege to come back and be healed and you know go back to work yep um and gaz doesn't really have a response to that and basically cowden's like well thank you for telling me anyways um and gaz says don't try to get extra food from the mess hall for your wounded you'll be refused um, and then he leaves, So yep. he just, he's, he's out and Cowden's like, well, crap. Now what do I do? Yeah. Like these men have to be fed, but I don't have, no, there's no way like Bridgman get fed so little. Yeah. There's no way he could feed all of them. He could split his own food to feed them, to feed the wounded and not make himself super duper weak and yeah. sick and injure himself.
0: But maybe if he can get a few people to split their food.
1: Maybe. Yeah. But that's uh, going to be harder to them done. Um, But he gets back, Cowden gets back to the the barracks and tells the men that uh, the wounded are to be refused food or pay until they are well. And basically says, Sadius is trying to make an example of us. He wants to prove that bridgemen aren't worth healing and he's going to do it by making Haber, Leighton, and Dabid die slow, painful deaths. And he basically asks them to pool their resources and their money to buy medicine and get food for them. And he asks if anyone could spare anything. And then Moash, who is a crappy person i do not like moash yeah starts laughing and is like you really think we're going to do this next time it could be you like do no you- and Kaladin
0: says next time it could be you."
1: oh yeah you're right sorry but um yes he's like we're not going to we're not going to give up yes Kaladin says well next time it could be you Don't, w- wouldn't you want us to help you if you were the one healing and moash was like i'm just gonna die on the field like that's I l- what i would rather do. i
0: love the interaction with the the whole thing of what are you what would you do and moash is like i'll die out on the field quickly instead of starving slowly back here. Yeah. Which I... I yeah, it's sad. Yeah. Sad, but kind of understand the viewpoint, to be honest.
1: I do. I'm not a big fan of Moash, but I do kind of get where he's coming I from. I get
0: why you're there. Yes. Knowing this is a book, the solution is going to be found eventually, but I get why the character would be there. Yes. Because they don't know they're in a book. Isn't that weird? Yes. The characters in there don't know they're in a book.
1: <laughs> um,
0: In their mind, this is real.
1: Yeah. Uh, but do they... I mean, they're created characters. They don't actually think. But do they? In Brandon Sanderson's brain, they do. yeah. This is
0: like a whole philosophy question. Like genuinely, I've had this. I've had this conversation before. With, like a real professor. It's <laughs> the whole idea. I, I was in your point of view, but the whole idea of like, I mean, what is thinking really? Like you kind of just we're just making up the idea of thinking. We could we could be characters in a book that some in someone's mind who's writing. Oh, it i say that. Yeah, I used to thing.
1: imagine when I was a kid that um I my life was showing on a, a TV screen and these people were watching it my entire life for however long I live. These people are sitting in this movie theater watching Yeah, this, watching my life go by. And then after I die, they get up and leave. I and saw, that's the end of the movie.
0: <laughs> according to uh, some like uh, some math people who are like uh, scholars, yeah, the chances that we're not a simulation is very, very small. Because we've already made simu- simulations complex enough yeah. that they're able to make simulations. That's and funny. so eventually that line will extend forever downwards of simulations of life that create simulations of life that create. Yeah. And the chances that we're the start of that line and not somewhere in the middle is actually like really, really small. That's funny. So likelihood is we are not real. Oh my but gosh. to be honest, who cares? <laughs> that's so <laughs> that, silly. I, I spent like a, a month like really thinking about this and being concerned. Yeah. And I decided like, that's so, so what?
1: <laughs> what does that change? Okay, anyways um after uh everyone leaves and they all ignore kaladin and don't give him anything yeah uh rock comes over so rock is the the really tall horn eater he comes over and he says i don't have any spears that's all spent spheres and- spheres
0: yeah not spears. spears he has he has no so that's spears man,
1: spheres. he doesn't have any spears either
0: yeah he has no spears or spheres yes neither
1: um both would be helpful yes both would be helpful but he's like you know, it's all spent already. Um, and Calvin's like, it doesn't matter. We, we wouldn't have between the two of us. We wouldn't have had enough to buy medicine anyways.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, and rock says, I will give food, but only for this man with arrow in his leg, which he's yeah. talking about Hobber. Yeah. Um, so that's nice of rock to be willing to give away some of his food. So we yeah. appreciate rock for that.
0: Not nice. He says other one, he will die is certain. Uh, so that's kind of, yeah, not the best moment, I guess from rocks point of view.
1: Yes. Um, but and then he he says he thanks Kaladin for taking. Because remember last uh, episode, yeah. Kaladin took uh, his place in the during the bridge run. Um, so Rock thanks him because he's like, without you, I would be dead. And he says, he actually says, um, it's crazy because you have so much. Like, there's something up with you. And it's not just luck. Because yeah. the arrows were all around you, but not one hit you. Yeah. I would be dead if I was there in your spot. But you survived somehow, and I don't know how. And he basically is like, "There's no
0: such thing as luck."
1: Yeah, um, is but, what he's saying at least. Yes, but then he sa- he says that uh, he can see Sill, which uh, neither of them are sure why that is. Like Sil is shocked, still can't doesn't yeah. know why that is. So no one really knows why Rock can see. Well, um
0: Rock calls Sil a Mafaliki, and uh, r- they are seem shocked as to why he can see her. And Rock's explanation is, "I am." Alla iiku. He's an ala
1: Whatever that is.
0: It just apparently part of his like his people can sum are ala'iiku and can see spread no matter what. Yeah. So who knows exactly what that means, but Rock can see Sill, so that's yes. something.
1: Uh, but basically they have this whole conversation about how Cal there's something special about Kaladin because, you know, he somehow survived the bridge run. Right. He you know, can see Sill, seal, Sill's around him all the time. And um he also This bridge for... This is the least amount of runners they've ever lost.
0: And they lost least of any bridge. Yes,
1: and least of any bridge, which has never, ever happened. Because that was, like, one of the worst bridge runs they've had to go on. And they didn't lose anybody. Or I mean, they lost people, but they didn't lose nearly as many as normal. And Calden's like, well, I broke my promise. I said no one was going to die. Yeah. And Rock is like, we're bound to die. We're bridgemen. You know, it's just what happens. But the fact that we lost less people than those who weren't even being like had like the focus fire because bridge four gets like they're the person he focused on shooting them down and they were bridges who weren't the main focus who lost more people than bridge four did.
0: and it's also part of the reason a lot of the other bridges are looking are angry at them right now yeah it's because the whole life it's calvin's whole story right now is that people always l- are satisfied where they are as long as they're somewhere lower they could be. Yes, Bridge Four was supposed to be the lowest they can go. Yeah, and Bridge Four right now is doing well, which yes. is making everybody else very mad because yes. they 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 were like, at least I'm not in Bridge Four, and now Bridge Four is doing well, and so now there's no at least for them. Anymore.
1: Yes. Um. But after this little conversation, a thought comes to Kaladin, and so he he heads off with Rock, and they go looking for Gaz. And when they find Gaz, um, basically Kaladin's like, I have an offer for you, and um. Gas is like, well, what are you offering? More more uh spheres. And Kaladin's like, No, I don't have any of those. Um <laughs> But he, he he's like, We can't continue like this, you avoiding me, the other bridge crews hating me. And um Kaladin asks if there's anyone on Stone Gathering detail today, which that is like one of the worst like jobs that you could like the bridge yeah. people could have.
0: Be in the hot sun carrying big rocks. Why do they gather big rocks?
1: Because the the soul casters use them to make food.
0: Yeah Uh, because that's, and everything else, essentially, but mostly yes. Because, as we remember, Stalkasters turn rock into other things, so they turn the rock into grain, and so what they need is people to go out and gather a bunch of big rocks to be turned into grain.
1: Yes. Um, But basically, uh, Gaz says that Bridge 3 is supposed to be on stone gathering, and but the bridge leader is trying to convince them to not let, like, that his team is too weak, because they lost, like, a crap ton of people. Yeah. And Gaz is like, well, no one else is going to take this, like, You know, I'm going to get chewed out if they don't gather enough stones to fill their quota. Like this whole thing. He's just complaining about it. Uh, Kaladin is like, well, why don't bridge four? We'll take it. We'll do it. So the bridge doesn't have to. So the people like us. Yes. And Gaz is like, that's stupid. Like your people are going to hate you. They are not gonna like you. This is a terrible like not and, a great idea. And Gaz
0: also says I'm not gonna pretend like it's my decision. I'm gonna yeah. make sure everyone knows that you made them do this.
1: Yes. And Kaladin's like it's fine. Like it has to be done. You know we're gonna work harder. And after Gaz uh, leaves Rock is like okay um, why are you doing this? Yeah. Like wh- why are you making this decision?
0: It's true. You are crazy aren't you?
1: Yeah. And Kaladin's like well maybe. Um, But basically he, he says that Kaladin doesn't tell him right away what uh, the plan is. But he's like, I need you. You and I, we're going to need help. Uh, he's basically, Rock and Kaladin have become like a little team here. And uh, they go and they find uh, Teft. And they're trying to talk to Teft about like, well, Teft is eating. And Teft's like, I'm not sharing my food. And Kaladin's like, we're not asking you to share your food. But he says, I need you, Teft.
0: Yeah.
1: And not your food. You, your loyalty, your allegiance. And Teft's like, I've given my loyalty before. But it, you know, never works out. Like, it." Things always happen the same. It's not a good idea. And Cowden thinks that's because his trust has been betrayed. Yeah. And Teft's like, Nah, I just am the one who betrayed people's loyalty.
0: So Teft has a backstory that he refuses to share. Yeah. He's there's throughout this chapter is quite a few times where he eludes the things but refuses to go any deeper on them.
1: Yes. Um. But basically, Cowden's like, I don't care. We're all broken. I I need your help. Like death isn't better. You know. I I need I need your help basically. And Teft's like, Fine, fine, whatever. I'll help.
0: Wait, I want to. Can I? Can I I'm not going to do a dramatic reading. But can I guys read this whole section. Yeah, I love this this message. Teft asks, "Why keep caring?" And Kaladin says, "It's either that or give up and die." And if death is better, says Teft, and Kaladin says, "Death isn't better." Oh, it's easy to say that now, but when you stand at the ledge and look down at the dark, endless pit, you change your mind. Just like Hobber did. Just like I've done. I think you've seen it too. I. This is a great message. Yeah. At the worst moment, you think death is better. Yep. Death is not better. It's not better. I know I am not the person to do this, but like, hey, death isn't better. No. Listener, if you're listening in the, at this point, death is not better. Nope. We, it, it, yeah, it's, this is a, I, this message, this whole, this whole story has got me real passionate but every time I read it about like working to help people realize death isn't better. Like yep. there's always something more you can do. Yep. And even if it feels hopeless, it's not. And it's, I don't know. this yeah. book. This book fills me with joy when I read it because it's genuinely like that's the message he keeps it's hitting a good, on. It's
1: a good, it's a really good message. Um, but and, after, and he doesn't beat you over the head with it like no, I am
0: right now. I'm no. beating you over the head with it because <laughs> I need everyone who listens to this. I, I wish I could say to everybody, but everyone who listens to this, life is life is better than death. Like yes. it's it's important. Yep. But yeah, that's I don't know. That's yeah.
1: Yeah. Um. But after uh, that, Teft finally is like, okay, fine, whatever. Like it. It can't be any harder than sitting here and like having a staring contest with mortality. Who cares? I'll help. Yeah. Be like, there's nothing that can harm me from helping you. Yeah. And um. Then Rock and Teft introduce each other
0: because <laughs> they don't
1: know their names, which is funny to me. Because
0: no one else bothered um, to learn names. And
1: then Teft ask, asks Rock, what kind of name is Rock? And Rock says, it's a stupid one, but at least it has meaning. Does your name mean anything? And Teft's like, well, I guess not. And Rock says, this, Rock, this is not my real name. It's just what lowlanders can pronounce. And <laughs> he says his real name, and I want to try and pronounce it. It's wild.
0: Can I, can I go after you? Okay. Let's each give it a shot. Yeah, okay. Ready? Yeah.
1: So Rock's real name is Numahuku Makiaki ala la Luma- Luna Moore. That's Rock's name.
0: Num- Numu Numahuku Makiaki a-, a Luminor. Yeah, that was pretty similar yeah, to what you- I said. You nailed it. Yeah, but that's Rock's <laughs> real name. And Teft is like Rock. It is. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I think that's so funny. Um, but yeah, that's that's basically the end of the chapter. Um, basically, Rock says our bridge leader has a plan. Something glorious and daring it has something to do with spending our afternoon moving stones in the heat.
0: <laughs> and Calvin
1: says, he smiles first, which I think is fun. And he says, we need to gather a certain kind of plant, a reed that grows in small patches outside the camp.
0: It's a very, very smart play.
1: Yes. And that's that's the end of the
0: chapter. So I'm not going to theorize about what they do next. I do want to theorize. I want to ask you, is Rock right? Is luck, like would Rock have survived at the front?
1: I think Rock is right. What, what, I think that what there's something special then? about Calvin. What happened then? I don't know for sure, but, I mean, they used to call, like, even in, when he was, Kaladin was a soldier, there was, he was, what, Stormblast, right? Yeah. Is that what he was called? Um, I just think that, for some reason, Kaladin has some kind of, like, same reason he's attracted still. Yeah. And the same reason still is, when around him is starting to, like, become more aware of things. Yeah. I think that Kaladin just, for some reason, has some kind of, like, special energy.
0: Well, I want to, okay. And that would be enough for a lot of authors. For this author though, he has a reason. Yes. And I want to see if you can guess the reason. Oh, I have no idea. Give it a guess. What what happened like give it a guess as to why Kaladin is special.
1: Um, I think that somehow Kaladin's related to one of the the Radiants or, or something the like that or the Herald. Some someone like that. I think somehow He's related to them or they've decided that they've chosen him specifically for some reason.
0: Fair enough. I want you to I want you to know genuinely a reason I like this author is because for a lot of authors the like for some reason he's special is enough explanation as to why they have special powers. Yeah, he does not. Brandon very uh, wide and large, not always, but most of the time Brandon does not do. It's because he's special. There's something more to the special specialness a lot most of the time. Yeah. All right. That's the only question I have that's not answered in the next chapter we see with them. Okay. So let's get into chapter 22, which is Eyes, Hands, or Spheres, which has a great reason for that name. I like this chapter a lot. Yeah. Uh, this little section of the letter says In case you have turned a blind eye to that disaster, know that Aona and Sky are both dead, and that which they held has been splintered, presumably to prevent anyone from rising up to challenge Ray's. Not great. Not great. So we don't know exactly what's happening yet. If you have any more guesses, Sydney, let me know now. None more guesses. I don't know. We get back to it. Uh <clears throat> this, of course, is a uh Dalinar Adolin chapter. Um, and they're going to a uh uh King's Feast, which is on like a little King's feasting area that has rivers flowing between little islands that they've like all made.
1: Can I just say yeah, that sounds so fun.
0: Yeah, there's it, it bridges, it's gorgeous. There are um like men and women's eating areas. There's a lot of tradition and stuff that you get explained to pretty well. As Dalinar is walking around, he hates though, no one else is wearing like actually correct uniforms. Yep. Like the code suggests you should. They're all wearing like, some of them are like pretending they're wearing like what could be seen as a uniform, but it's more fashionable and it's unbuttoned and un- un- unsophisticated. Yep. Um, and uh, Cal- Dil- Dalinar and Adolin are the only two who are like dressed properly, in his opinion.
1: Yep. Which Adolin's, I'm sure, not a big fan of. Um,
0: and uh, Adolin also says, to Adolin shares with Dalinar, that he's been to several more uh, leather workers. And basically, the consensus is that the strap was sliced. Before it was sliced, it was already worn out. Yes. And it's unclear if the slice was performed by a random thing or if somebody intentionally sliced the thing. Yep. Um, And so... Dalinar is just kind of like basically what that means is we've made no headroom. We've made we've learned basically nothing. Yep. Uh, And then um, also uh, uh, Adolin asks, Father, do you want to talk about what happened during the storm? And um, Dalinar basically says, it's all right. They saw me. The rumors there are already rumors going around and some a lot of them were worse than what was actually happening. Yeah. So letting them know what, what's actually happening isn't going to kill me or ruin my reputation all the way worse than the rumors already have. Next, Dalinar instructs Adolin that today you can have one cup of blue and the rest stay basically uh, keep to orange.
1: So I assume blue is like some kind of alcohol or something like that.
0: It's not a spoiler. This, okay, this is just a cool world building thing so it's not a spoiler. The way that the wines are rated is uh like the all alcohol is wine basically? Yeah, and the way that they're rated is by color, and so uh like uh violet is the most intoxicating, all the way down in the least is orange. Orange yeah. is like a juice, essentially. Yeah, still called wine, but it's like a juice. Isn't that neat?
1: Yeah, that is pretty cool. I like I like that would be so much easier to understand, like alcohol. Yeah, for people like me who don't understand the differences.
0: <laughs> yeah, uh, Adelin asks, like, couldn't we just this once? And and Dalinar says, like. As long as you're in my house, we follow the codes. And that's that's how it is.
1: Uh, Fair enough, I guess.
0: And then Dalinar moves forward. He goes to... There's an island where the genders mingle. Uh, there's like the for the lesser light eyes. On the left is where the women eat. On the right is where the men eat. And ahead is like the king's island. And that's where Dalinar has been basically invited to eat. Yeah. Yeah, basically that's where he's on his way to. The, he's looking around. A lot of this is like looking around and seeing all the pretty things. Yes. So if so. you want to be able to picture this perfectly... Go read it. Go read. But it has basically, it's little like islands built with rivers running in between. Right now there are flowers floating in the rivers and nice little bridges across everything. Very pretty descriptions. It's night. There's uh, lanterns lit with like uh, storm light. It's all very pretty. Yep. Yeah. Male and females aren't allowed in the same area while they're dining. So like a a woman being around a man while he's eating is is taboo and vice versa. Yes. So the idea of like, yeah, people can't approach you when you're eating. That's weird Um, vibe to me. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, we see Wit on the r- right before the bridge to the King's Island. Love Wit. There's Wit sitting on a stool, insulting everybody who walks by. And then Wit and Dalinar have a very good little interaction. Wit is insulting, 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 and then he just goes and bright Lord Dalinar. And like he basically all he says to Bright Lord Dalinar is just his name and doesn't bother insulting him, which is which funny. It's a weird moment for me. Like I, I yeah. was, I wonder why that is. I don't really know. And then Wit. Witt, Dalinar basically says, Wit, do you have to? And Wit has this fun little thing. Two of what, Dalinar? Eyes, hands, or spheres? I lend you one of the first, but by definition a man can only have one eye. Uh, and if it's given away, who would be Wit then? I lend you one of the second, but I fear my simple hand has been digging in muck far too often to suit one such as you, and I'd give you one of my spheres, but what would I spend the remaining one on? I'm quite attached to both of my spheres, you see. He hesitated. Or well. You can't see. Would you like to? And then he threatens to flash Dalinar his balls, Um, (laughs) and Dalinar does not want to see his spheres. I love, I love wit. I love that the meaning of the words he said changed mid sentence for like all of them. And spheres at first is money, but what I spend it on. Also, I am attached to my spheres. You want to see and threatens to pull his pants down.
1: Wit is so weird. Wit is such a strange character.
0: Uh, and Dalinar's like wit. And Wit says, I'm sorry. This lot brings out the basest humor in me. Perhaps it's that muck I spoke of earlier. Um, I try. I do try so hard to be elevated in my loathing of them, but they make it difficult. So Wit's whole thing is like, I hate these people so freaking much. It's hard <laughs> for me to not hate these people.
1: Honestly, that seems fair. Not going to lie. I feel like Wit's job would be so fun though because you just get to make fun of people you don't like all day.
0: <laughs> um."
1: Until they murder you, of course. But that's just something that comes with the job, you know.
0: Yeah, and then Wit has a weirdly actually grounded interaction with Dalinar here. Dalinar says, "I see a fine man within you," and Wit says, "Yes, he tasted quite delicious." Dalinar, I fear that not. I fear I'm not the the one who needs a warning. Speak your fears at, at a mirror a few times when you get home tonight. There are rumors about you, be Dalinar. We're not doing it about Irene, but you be Dalinar. Rumors? Yes, terrible things grow on men like warts. Tumors. Both. Look, there's talk about you.
1: There's always talk about me.
0: This is worse than most. Did you really speak of abandoning the vengeance pact? So, like, essentially the, it's revealed the king has released the, the conversation yes. that he had with Dalinar, which freaking hate that. What a, yeah, what a bad play.
1: That's such a jerk thing to do. This makes me dislike Elkar even more. Like, come on, man. You should know better. You're the king. You should know this was a terrible thing to do. Especially to your uncle of all people. Yeah.
0: and Downer goes when what reveals that he he the rumors have released. Downer goes Stormfather, and what goes No, I'm Wit, but I understand how easy it is, how easy a mistake that is to make. I love Wit. Wit just like he's like imagine someone like God, and you're like no, I'm not God, but I see how you could think <laughs> that I am. I appreciate that. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, if your Hoyt alarm has been correct, um. He's kind of close. He's jumped from a lot of worlds back and forth all around. So
1: I still stand by that. I'm still standing.
0: Standed. My head hurts. I shouldn't have done that. It exploded when I did that. That was great. <laughs> oh, gosh. Okay. Um, Back to it. Uh, Behind Dalinar, he hears Wet continuing to insult people. And eventually he says, ah, is that Lady Navani behind you? How long have you been back at the planes? And how did I not notice the smell? <laughs> Dalinar freezes. What? He's like,
1: oh crap.
0: Navani is Dalinar's sister-in-law. It is who
1: Dalinar is secretly in love with.
0: Not secretly. She knows. It okay. is uh well um Gavilar's late wife or Gavilar's widow. wife. Widow widow, yes. Yeah. Sorry, Gavilar's widow, uh, who played the boys when the two boys were both like just starting to get like fame Terrible. and fortune. She Terrible. she basically let them, let them fight for each other to fight for her Terrible. and eventually picked Gavilar. Unfortunately, that got even Dalinar acknowledges. I um we all everyone knew she would, including me, pick Gavilar because Gavilar was the more powerful of us. Yep. But he's still very into uh Nivani.
1: Yep. He talks multiple times to this chapter about how beautiful she is. Yeah. It's a little
0: odd. And then at one point, Navani says, Oh Wit, I thought that humor was beneath you. Navani says this. And Wit says, So are you, technically, because Wit is technically of like like Ranked weirdly high.
1: Well, he's also on a stool.
0: Yeah, that's also true.
1: I think that was the the whole. Nah, Wit has that power. He was he was Wade on a power. stool.
0: Is he? Oh yeah, you're right. He's just up there. Just, I love. I think that was the whole point. Is he was up on a stool. I would love nothing more than to play Wit. If this became a movie or a TV <laughs> show, Wit would be my dream.
1: Brandon casting. Sanderson, if you make this into a movie or a TV show, you better cast Wit, or you better pa- cast Colton as Wit.
0: If, if we ever get this podcast big enough, I bet we could convince him to let us be like a background high prince or something. <laughs> if, we get, if we get our show big enough, to be like,
1: I bet you could convince him to let you be wit.
0: Let me, uh, no, not wit. If this podcast is big, big enough, I couldn't be wit as an actor role. If, if this podcast <laughs> is big enough, I'll be like one of the high princes eating steak at the table. Like, hello, I'm in the show. You don't um, think you
1: could be a wit?
0: I could do wit, but not for that reason. I, could, I don't think I could get cast as wit. <laughs> anyway. Maybe. I, I think I'd make a fun wit. I, I, <laughs> I
1: can see you being wit. I
0: picture wit looking differently than me, but I would have fun being wit. So that's what saying. <laughs> Dalinar is just completely conflicted as to what to do with uh, with Navani because he has a crush on Navani. Yes,
1: yeah, so and he doesn't want to talk to her, and her being gone has made it easy for him.
0: Yeah, and so he goes to his table and takes a seat and starts eating his chicken, which is rare. Oh, who knew? And it's like it's
1: not rare here. We have a lot of chicken here. Oh
0: yeah, not in real world. In this book, the chicken is rare.
1: Yes, but I'm saying here. In our world, chicken is the opposite of rare.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, and then Dalinar basically, yeah, just kind of eats. Uh, he, we learn a little bit about the world. Uh, men's food is spicy. Women's food is sweet. Um,
1: Which is funny to me. And also Dalinar tried women's food once and thought it was too sweet. I. It's so weird that men and women eat different things. Yeah. Like, that's such an odd vibe to me. I wonder what it is that women eat.
0: And Dalinar is looking at Navani. And Navani is showing off a new fabriel that Dalinar has never seen to all the women at her table. Yeah. Um, and then uh, uh Adolin comes running up and says, Father, have you heard what they're saying? And basically Adolin's been dueling people all over this, uh, all over this freaking feast area because people keep saying crap about his dad. so he just has, he's won three Honestly, duels already.
1: Pop off for uh Adeline for going around and protecting his father and standing up for his father. I'm 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 a fan of him for that.
0: Yeah. And Adolin keeps implying like, my man, you gotta stop. Like what if your visions are just delusions? You can't keep relying everything on your visions. Yes. Um
1: and Dalinar's not having it. He's like, shut up.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh and Dalinar says like, I realized retreat was the wrong thing to say, so I changed. I'm gonna win the war. Yeah. And that's I mean, I like that idea. And Adolin is like, Adolin goes, All right. And is surprised that there's no objection to that. But Adolin says, you just asked me to pre- to trust you. Yeah. And so I'm trusting you that this is the right thing to do. Yes. Um,
1: he also can get behind, like, striking the Parshendi harder. Like, that's something that he he is 100% for.
0: Yeah. And da- Adolin eventually says, "Uh, what are you going to do about all these, like, rumors then? And Dalinar says, I'll release an official refutation. And Adolin's, Adolin's like... Why don't you go fight a guy? Why don't you go beat someone up like you used to? You're the freaking Blackthorn. Yes. And Dalinar's like, it's not the right thing to do anymore. And Adolin's like, come on, dad. (laughs) Be cool for a minute,
1: man. (laughs) This is funny, but I could almost see you being Adolin.
0: Oh, you think I could be Adolin instead of that Oh,
1: I can see you being Adolin. This would be sure. a fun, a
0: fun end of end of book conversation is who would we play if we were in the we movie? We talk
1: about this every like end-of-book conversation.
0: Yeah. But But oh, yes. Who would we play? We talk about who we who would we get to play. Yeah,
1: but we also oh, talk yeah, we're about right. what we also. Are you? yeah. You're right, right. I can see you being Adolin. Just because of the way you said that yeah. makes me think that I could just imagine Adolin being like, come on. Be eh. cool for a minute. Yeah.
0: Oh. And then uh uh Adolin, it keeps talking back and forth about like this we should do this and codes are codes are like get rid of them and Dalinar, uh Aiden says that you've been spending too much time thinking about these three things uh the codes the book and um the visions or whatever yeah, yep and uh Dalinar says says the codes are separate and uh Adolin says no they're all related at least in the way that you interpret them i can see it in your eyes that you think of them all as like one entity yeah Basically, yeah, that's kind of what they talk about for a little bit. And then Adolin suddenly goes, wait, is that Aunt Navani? And uh Navani was walking towards them. And Dalinar notices, oh, I finished eating by accident. So now she can come sit with me.
1: That's hilarious. I love that she was just she had to have been watching for the moment that he ate the last chunk of food. Yes. So that she could come over. And that's really funny to me.
0: Yeah. And Dalinar makes a point to use the formal term for older sister. When she walks over, he says. Mathana, which means the formal term for an uh, older sister and um, basically every term he uses is a term of endearment to re- remind her we're siblings and I can't go after you yes, uh, so they're
1: not technically siblings but they're kind of technically siblings, they're
0: siblings in like legal sense, yes and uh, basically we learned that Navani just got back this afternoon and Navani basically says, I've learned that going back to our home kingdom was a mistake because this is the center of the kingdom the yeah. king's wife is doing a perfectly fine job controlling our home sink kingdom. So I came back so I can like have influence again. Yep. Which uh is fine. And Dalinar tries to get away from Navani and Navani says, Am I that much of a threat, Dalinar? Um yikes. Basically, Dalinar is just like Wicked uncomfy Oh for sure And Navani he... seems to want it to happen Navani seems to be in- intentionally making him uncomfy
1: Yes I also think that So we know that she was a, a a player right Like or she played the two of them So I think that she's just also kind of doing that same thing now Yeah But I I think she, she So we know she's a player I think she is kind of playing him again she knows that he still is in love with her yeah. and she's trying to get him to do things with her and yeah. be with her again is my thoughts.
0: And then uh, she says, basically, Dalinar says, uh, I have three reasons. First, I wanted to bring word that the Vedans have perfected their half shards. So eventually the Vedans have made something that somehow can like, it's not a sword or armor plate, but it can block a blow from a shard blade, which yeah. is. A big th- deal because yes. everything else gets cut through like butter. Yes. Um, and so that's like a big step to building new shard blades, which is crazy. Yes. Um second, uh, she basically says, I also realized that here is the center of the kingdom. And third, she says something that's blasphemous. She says, um, basically, Dalinar says, uh, your son continues to see assassins around every corner. And Navani's like, Yeah, his dad got assassinated. What do you what do you expect from the boy? Fair enough. Um, and then he, sa- then he uh, she looks over at her son and says, he's not a very good king, is he? And Dalinar's like, what? Take that back. Because that's blasphemy. You can't yes. say that about our king. Um, and Devani's just basically like, Tr- relax, Dalinar. You know I love him. He's my son. But we need to address the fact that he's not good at certain things. Yes. And if we address that fact, we can help him overcome that. Yes. But, but pretending like he's perfect is not going to help him improve.
1: Yeah. Which is actually that's,
0: good, good mothering.
1: Yes. Good. That is fair. It is good mothering indeed.
0: Yeah. Uh, and so I appreciate her her making that that point clear of like refusing to acknowledge weakness in the king lets people take advantage of that. Yeah. if you're on his team and acknowledge it and try and help him fix it, yep. then no, other people that won't be a, a point that people can take advantage of anymore. Yep, which is a cool thing. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, Navani says we need to talk in private, and uh, Gal- Dalinar tries to dodge it. She's like, I, he's like, I'm not meeting with you in private, Navani. We are not. I can't let myself try and fall in love with you again. And part of it's because respect for his brother. Part of it's respect for his wife that he got.
1: That he can't remember.
0: Yeah. Any other, any follow-up guesses to why, by the way, that he can't remember? You think it's still just a trauma ball?
1: Yeah. I don't really know. I don't really have any, any guesses on why that is. Sorry to disappoint you.
0: Yeah. um, And yeah, I'm, I'm very disappointed.
1: <laughs> you don't sound all that disappointed.
0: Uh, no, I'm, 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 it's fine.
1: Okay, if you say so.
0: Yeah, um. <laughs> basically, then Elicar stands up. Everyone goes silent. Elicar says, "Um, I'm sure many of you have heard the rumors regarding the attempt on my life during the hunt three days ago." He's so dumb. When my saddle girth was cut, and all the all the people are like just sitting there, and Dollar's like, "If you do what I think you're doing, Elicar, you're blaming my people for this. If you're doing what you think I'm doing, Elicar, my we're protecting you." My people are the ones who had your saddle. You're making everyone think I tried to kill you, Galakar. And then he goes, uh, I assure you, I was never in real danger, thanks in part to the protection of the King's Guard and the vigilance of my uncle. However, I believe it is wise to treat all threats with due prudence and seriousness. Therefore, I am appointing Bright Lord Toral Sadius to be High Prince of Information, charging him to unearth the truth regarding this attempt on my life. Yikes. Galakar, my man. Elicar, Elicar, think through anything you say or do, Elicar. The
1: more I get to know Elicar, the less I like him. He started off as, okay, you're kind of a whiny baby, but now he's just dumb. This man, I think I could run this kingdom better than this man can, and I know nothing about being a king.
0: Elicar also, Sadius is the one who got, who was told about Dalinar trying to retreat. So that rumor spread from Sadius because Elicar shared it with him. Yeah. Uh, And then Elicar is like, Dalinar's like, Dalinar's like, why would you do this? And is like, well, you wanted to be high prince of war. This is the first step to get all the high princes used to having a that de- de- delegated jobs and stuff. Yeah. And Sadius has basically played the king like a like a fiddle and also undercut, like outmaneuvered Dalinar by a hundredfold yeah. by using what Dalinar did that showed a little bit of weakness on mistake to get himself more power. Yep. Honestly, great move by Sadius. does not make me like him at all.
1: So, so dumb. Yeah. Elkar, ugh, I'm just, ugh. That's how I feel.
0: Yeah. Um, And basically that chapter ends that way with yep. downer being like, are you kidding me, Elicar?
1: That is such a fair reaction. I just, he's so, ugh. Yeah. That's how I feel about Elicar right yeah. now.
0: All righty. Now it's time to move into chapter 23, which is Sydney's chapter.
1: All right, here we go. So this chapter is titled Many Uses. And the little, the little letter uh, piece says, you have accused me of arrogance in my quest. You have accused me of perpetu Nope. You, that's, <laughs> not, that's not right. You've accused me of perpetuating my grudge against Ray and Babidin. Both accusations are true.
0: So no more knowledge about what's happening, I don't think. No, nope. but <laughs> I see the thing is every time I want to ask you like what does that mean? But I know that most of these you're not gonna have an answer. No. And so it's just kind of like letting you know like something's happening for sure.
1: Oh, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> um anyway, so this is a Kaladin chapter again. Yep. Kaladin is standing in a wagon where um just outside of the camp um as they put in uh their plan into action so rock tuft and Calden are putting their plan into action they are out picking up uh stones and for grain uh, reasons for yeah for the soul casters to have and um you know Calden's in the he's in the wagon uh the Bridgemen are bringing over the stones to him and he's putting them in the wagon um a lot of them are not happy with him. They uh, they glare at him when they stop by and stuff like that. Oh, of like course, that. though. Yeah, they're they're not happy. Cowden's trying his best to like be friendly yeah. and be like, you know, that's really good one, good good work. And good job, all, my friends. Yeah, <laughs> they're all just they're all glaring at him and they're they're not happy with him. Um,
0: rightly so, to be honest.
1: Yeah. Uh, but basically, uh, Rock and Teft are out searching for they're searching for stones, but they're also searching for knobweed, Ooh. which uh is. The thing that the um
0: the apothecary
1: had said could get one drop of like it like helps to make antiseptic.
0: No, it has like
1: it is antiseptic. There's
0: a drop in there that's a good antiseptic. Yes, but one per read, so they need like a lot of reads.
1: Yes, which is why they're so expensive. Um, but basically, uh, they're out getting Rock and Teft are out looking for them with Sill's help. Actually, Sill is leading Rock because Rock can see Sill,
0: and they still haven't told Teft about it.
1: No, uh Teff doesn't know, but Sil Sill is leading the uh rock around, which is really, really helpful for them. Yep. Um, but the way they're they're doing this is when uh Rock and Tef come by with the weeds, they're tying them up, up underneath the, the wagon, and so they're just hoping that no one ever thinks to uh check the bottom of the wagon. Right. Because that's that's their only their only plan here. And he needs as much as he possibly can. Um and so, uh, Rock, uh, comes back at, uh, some point and, uh, gives, uh, Kaladin more, more of the weed. And he asks, he asks, what do we do if someone notices this thing we are doing? And Kaladin says, explain them. I'm a weaver. And that I thought I'd weave myself a hat to keep off the sun. Yeah. And Rock's like, okay, whatever. And Kaladin's like, you know, I might still do that. Yeah. Like, it might be nice to like, get have the, a have a hat. And, um, Rock is like, okay, whatever. And he, he leaves and- Still comes up, and I want to do a little dramatic reading here. It'll be very, very short, but I think it's a really cute interaction.
0: Yeah. Here it goes.
1: I, she declared, raising a finger, like him very much.
0: Who? Rock?
1: Yes, she said, folding her arms. He is respectful, unlike others.
0: Fine, Kaladin said, lifting another stone into the wagon. You can follow him around instead of bothering me. He tried not to show worry as he said it. He had grown accustomed to her company.
1: She sniffed. I can't follow him. He's too respectful.
0: You just said you liked
1: that. I do. Also, I detest it. She said that with unaffected frankness, as if oblivious of the contradiction. She sighed, sitting down on the side of the wagon. I led him to a patch of Cheldong as a prank. He didn't even yell at me. He just looked at it, as if trying to figure out some hidden meaning. She grimaced. That's not normal.
0: I think horn eaters must worship Spren or something, Kaladin said, wiping his brow.
1: That's silly.
0: People believe sillier things. In some ways, I guess it makes sense to revere the Spren. You are kind of odd and magical.
1: I'm not odd, she said, standing up. I'm beautiful and articulate. She planned her hands on her hips, but he could see in her expression that she wasn't really mad. She seemed to be changing by the hour, growing more and more... More and more, what? Not exactly human-like. More individual, smarter. So I think I just thought that was a cute little yeah. interaction. Yeah, I yeah, love yeah. Sill so Sil's much. Sill such a
0: good character.
1: Sill, uh, Sill might be my favorite. <laughs> I love her. She's Let's, so cute. Let's
0: let her top out the top five in this week. She, week
1: she, might. <laughs> she might. Spoiler alert: She might. I That's love funny. her. Yeah. Um, I just thought that was a cute little interaction because she obviously has a special spot in her heart for Kaladin. Yeah. Um, and she appreciates Rock too, because Rock is really respectful to her. But she also thinks it's a little too too much. But I just I love her. I love her so much. She's so she's so fun. Big fan. Big fan of Cell. Real quick. Um,
0: real quick. Real quick. I have a little inter- interaction down here that I want to see if you have any any opinion on. Okay. It says, uh, Kaladin's like it would be so much easier to pin this on Gaz." She said that wouldn't be very honest. And Kaladin says. Why do you care so much about honesty? And she says, "I just do." Do you have any other guesses? To like, is it just that she does care about honesty? Is that true, or is she lying? Is there some reason?
1: I don't think. I don't think Sil's lying.
0: Okay. Yeah, I she cares. Still be about lying. She cares about honesty. Yeah, but I was, I was seeing if there. Do you well, think there's a deeper meaning to why she cares? About I honesty still so think deeply? that,
1: like, because I had said before that I thought she was someone from like the past, or like possibly like one of the radiants or the the um heralds. Yeah. Like, I think that. Even more makes me think that maybe she was like a herald or something in her past because yeah, you know she she cares so much about honesty and you know that kind of thing. So yep. I think I think that's why.
0: Fair enough.
1: Um, but yeah, I love we love we love still. Um, but stills also like you just tried to play a prank, you know. Yeah, that's and stills like that's different. Obviously, not the same thing. Um, but yeah, that's. Basically, this end of this little section is just Kaladin thinking. We need more reads. We need to get back to work. Yeah. Um. So, moving on. Uh, it is now nighttime. Wait,
0: freeze. There's a little interaction here that needs, to be, that needs to be acknowledged. Okay. Kaladin mentions that like we try to figure out how to get food. Even Taft won't share his food. Uh, Sil says they're selfish, and Kaladin says this. No, I don't think that word can apply to them. When I was a slave, well, I'm still a slave. But during the worst parts, when my masters were trying to beat be out of me the ability to resist i was like these men i didn't care enough to be selfish i was like an animal i just did what i did without thinking yeah so a couple things one um i guess we went to the end of the chapter for theories but one i like the the thing of like is not holding a grudge against these people he acknowledges that they're not they're doing what they think they need to to survive they're not yes. trying to they're not doing stuff out of being selfish or rude they're doing what they think is it's correct to continue to yes. live properly
1: yeah um, but yeah, that's the end of this little section. So moving on, like I said, it's it's now nighttime. Um, they're back at the at the war camp. Um, but Teft and Rock are kind of walking around in the dark, and they uh, are going back to find to find the wagon. Yep. Because they need to get the the weeds off of it yep. that they have collected, and uh, Teft's like, "I don't like this. I'm leaving," and Rock's like, "Nah, fam. Yeah, you are staying."
0: And Teff still tries to leave until Kaladin says,
1: "Kaladin says we need you." And Teff's like, oh,
0: "Fine." Need that word had a strange effect on men. Some ran when you used it. Others grew nervous. Teff seemed to long for it.
1: Yes. Um. So they get to where they keep the wagons and the and the chulls. And yep. there's um a little a, a, a boy sitting there watching. Um. He's like the guard
0: of the chulls. Not of the wagons though. He's guarding. No, the No, he's guarding the, the
1: chulls. Um, because the chulls are more. Like, yeah, valuable. important and valuable. So he's going the Chulls and uh, the three of them start sneaking around, and they finally find the uh the right uh wagon, and well, Rock finds it and indicates to uh, the other two where the wagon is. He
0: scares Taft, which is kind of does
1: scare the crap out of which is funny. But um, they find the wagon, and uh, Cowden they they feel underneath it, and so so they find the wagon right, and um, they start taking off.
0: Wait, the, how do they find it?
1: a cow then put a little x underneath yeah. it to to indicate and so they had to fill all the wagons yeah, for that spot yeah and they feel all the wagons they find the right one and they find that the weeds are still there thankfully yep and um they start pulling them off the bundles and uh still comes back and we actually learn that she has been looking for bottles that they can store like the um antiseptic and like the milk yeah, stuff
0: the nod weed yeah
1: the sap or our milk
0: it's, it's closer to milk, but the tight, it's called not, it's called sap. sap. But yeah,
1: Kaladin thinks of it as milk, yeah. Um, and they go, they go to she leads them to find the bottles and they go to get the bottles. And um, glass is really like it's constantly reused because it's so valuable. Uh, the only time it doesn't get used is if it's like damaged or broken, and so they find broken ones. and Caledon just picks up, um, as many like he picks up three nearly whole bottles, so they're not yeah. perfectly, they won't be reused, they're just kind yeah. of wasted because they're not completely, they're not good, but, you know, and on their way out to to make it look like they're out on a mission or something, they, like, bow their heads and, like, carry the bundles in a way that looks like they're on some kind of work detail, so that no one is suspicious, and so pretty much everyone ignores them, and on their way, they they go out onto the Shattered Plains, um, they walk past a sentry who just ignores them because yeah. he thinks they're on some kind of work run. Because now they're
0: walking with like, their head bowed and stuff. So yeah, they it look looks like they're like, sad.
1: Yes, it looks like they're sad and they're working and they're not doing anything suspicious. Yeah. Um. And they go to um the honor chasm, which is where they decide they're gonna they're gonna milk, milk the plants. Milk the plants. Um, what and a Kaladin,
0: weird thing to say.
1: Yes. Um. But Caledon thinks about what they uh you know what he last time he was at the Anarchasm, what happened to him he thinks about that when he's there. Um, but they get they get there and they begin to uh start they start milking this and they actually get like two two drops out or yeah. Kaladin does gets he gets two drops out of the first one he does you
0: know little victories I guess
1: yeah seriously little victories um but it's not a lot but they have a crap ton of ton of plants yeah and. So while they're doing this, uh, they start talking about milk
0: and talk, can milk and talk, can, milk and talk.
1: <laughs> yes, essentially. They, yeah, they start talking about uh, just different things, and
0: they should come up with a milking song to help them pass the time.
1: <laughs> ninety-nine <laughs> bottles of milk on the wall, ninety-nine, 99 bottles, bottles of, of milk. milk. <laughs> that was the first thing i thought of when you said that
0: 99 knob we plants on the wall 99, 99 9 mob we plants
1: bob we plants.
0: take one down no call it out 98 knob we plants on the wall
1: <laughs> that's terrible <laughs> um but they start they start talking and caladin asks asks rock about how he got here and why he came from the mountains where the horn eaters live and Taps like we don't talk about these things come on now
0: stop it and help.
1: Rock's like, nah, it's fine. I'll talk about it. I don't
0: mind. <laughs> Rock has really, I like Rock. This chapter, he's like, Rock You're my has favorite. grown
1: so much in these last couple chapters. Yeah. like he was not, a, I was not a big fan of him, but he's grown a lot. Um, but he starts to tell his story, and basically, his people have no shard blades. And, um, Kalen's like, well, that's not, that's not unusual. He says, other than a Lethkar and a Yaw Kaved, few kingdoms have many blades. And Rock says, this thing is actually not true. Um. A lot of the places have a few blades, not a lot, not like a left car has like a crap ton. Like they have so many,
0: and Yakovet as well. And
1: Yakovet also has a lot, but every other place also has a few, like you like five. You know the three. There's a couple. Like they have some, and so we want we want to have at least one. Yeah, because just a single a single blade could be really helpful to us. Like it's impossible to beat some beat anyone who's got a shard blade. It's just not, not. not possible, and um basically, rocks like we do. Like our leaders are not picked by eye color. Like yeah. it is like the alethi leaders do. Yeah, um, it, it's a complicated story. Like he doesn't really explain it super well, but they're not. They're not picked. Um, you know, it's a complicated thing. Uh, and basically, their leaders see the lack of shard is a great shame, and so they really, really yeah. want some. And so, uh. His leader, it's a Nuatoma. A new what, toma. is what the, the his leader is called. And basically his his Nuatoma want, wanted to come to uh Lethkar to get a shard blade, to win a shard blade, right. and a shard plate, and stuff like that. And Kaladin's like, You came here to buy one. That that's not how this works. Yeah. And um Rock's like, No, of course not. We know the tradition. We know that. If you kill someone with a shard blade, yeah. you get the blade. Yeah. And um, ca- like he basically says that a lot of new atomas, a lot of a lot of people have come to try and, and win shard blades and none of them have succeeded. But they know that eventually one of them would.
0: Yeah. So it's, it's not like hopeless, really. No. I like Rock's outlook. He's like, eventually we'll win. So he's going to keep trying until eventually we win. Yeah, it's a pretty um, good outlook. And also the thing is, the reason that the sharp blit bearers always take the duel is because the new atoma offers everything they have, essentially.
1: Yes. Um, and so basically Rock's new Atoma came down and to fight and lost to, uh, Sadius actually. Yeah. And, uh, we actually learned that Rock, um, Rock in a eyes would be a light eyes actually, because yeah. he is uh family, family to his new Atoma. Yeah. And, but the way their culture works, that is, you are still a servant to your new Atoma. Yeah, like yeah. you're not. Like just because you're a family doesn't mean you're not like still serving them. Yeah, which is kind of like it. Like being a servant in their culture is not a bad thing. Yeah, it's, it's like it's, kind a, it's of like a good respected. thing. Yes, it's a respected thing. It's, yeah, to be respectful, you serve the people who are above you, yes. even if they are your family, and it's
0: like a worthy job.
1: Yeah, which I I really appreciate actually. Right. Um, but they uh, they talk about they talk about this and um, they talk about how uh Kaladin claims to know Sadius and how he's, he's arrogant, he's vengeful, greedy, corrupt to the core. And Rock's like, yeah, this man's not the finest of light eyes. He's really not. And we learned that uh, his uh new Atoma, when he came down to to fight uh, Rock, or not to fight, um, to fight Sadius. Yeah. Rock came with him because Rock was his cook. And yeah. the new Atomas don't go anywhere without their cooks. Yes. Um, And as you said earlier, he offered... um he the new Atoma offered everything he had including his servants to sadius and so when sadius won uh rock became a bridgeman but we find out why rock cuz uh, all of uh the new atomas uh servants went to yes. do different things but rock became a bridgeman and we found out why why he became a bridgeman and yes. we're going to do a dramatic reading here for the here rest of this chapter
0: it goes bright lord sadius He wasn't certain what he should do with most of us. Some of us were made soldiers, others served in his household. I fixed him one meal and he sent me to the bridge cruise. Rock hesitated. I may have, uh, enhanced the soup.
1: Enhanced? Kaladin asked, raising an eyebrow.
0: Rock seemed to grow embarrassed. You see, I was quite angry about my new Atoma's death. And I thought, these lowlanders, their tongues are so scorched and burned by the food they eat, they have no taste, and...
1: And what? Kaladin asked.
0: Chaldung. "'Rock said. "'It apparently has stronger taste than I assumed. "'Wait,' Teft said. "'You put dung in High Prince Sadius's soup?' "'Uh, yes,' Rock said. "'Actually, I put the thing in his bread, too, "'and use it as a garnish on the pork steak, "'and made a chutney out of it for the buttered garims. dung it has many uses, I found.' "'Teft laughed, his voice echoing. "'He fell on his side, so amused that Kaladin was afraid "'he'd roll right into the chasm. horn Teft finally said, I owe you a drink. Rock smiled.
1: Kaladin shook his head to himself, amazed. It suddenly made sense.
0: What? Rock said, apparently noticing his expression.
1: This is what we need, Kaladin said. This! It's the thing I've been missing!
0: Rock hesitated. "Chaldung? This is the thing you need? Teft burst into another round of laughter.
1: No, Kaladin said. It's... Well, I'll show you. But first, we need this knobweed sap. They'd barely made their way through one of the bundles, and already his fingers were aching from the milking.
0: What have you, Kaladin? Rock asked. I've been telling you my story. You will tell me yours. How did you come to get those marks on your forehead? Yeah, Tef said, wiping his eyes. What food did you try in?
1: I thought you said it was taboo to ask a bridgeman's past, Kaladin said.
0: You made Rock share, son, Tef said. It's only fair.
1: "'So if I tell my story, that means you'll tell yours?'
0: Tef scowled immediately. "'Now look, I ain't going to—' "'I
1: killed a man,' Kaladin said. That quieted Tef. Rock perked up. Still, Kaladin noticed, was still watching with interest. That was odd for her. Normally, her attention wavered quickly.
0: "'You killed a man,' Rock said. "'And after this thing, they made you a slave? Is not the punishment for murder usually death?'
1: "'It wasn't murder.' Cowden said softly, thinking of the scraggly, bearded man in the slave wagon who had asked him these same questions. In fact, I was thanked for by someone very important. He fell silent.
0: And? Tefts finally asked.
1: And? Cowden said, looking down on a reed. Nomon was setting in the west, and the small green disk of Mishim, the final moon, was rising in the east. And it, it turns out that light eyes don't react very well when you turn down their gifts. The others waited for more, but Kaladin fell silent, working on his reeds. It shocked him how painful it still was to remember those events back in Amaram's army. Either the others sensed his mood, or they felt what he'd said was enough, for they each turned back to their work and prodded no further.
0: Pause. Two things. One, I think this disproves your previous theory about what happened to Kaladin. What said? What was
1: my previous theory? I don't even remember.
0: The Kaladin deserted.
1: Oh, did I actually say that? Yes. Oh, I don't remember that.
0: What do you think actually happened?
1: So I think that we know that Kaladin killed somebody, right? Yes. Who did he kill? And he, I don't know, to be honest. He killed somebody.
0: Okay. And then what happened?
1: Um. Well, we know that there was a, a shard bearer there, right? Yes. I don't I don't imagine that he killed the shard bearer because then he would have gotten the shard blade. Okay. But maybe he did. And maybe he did. And they took it away from him. Okay. And offered to give it to him. And he was like, nah, I don't want this. Okay. And they didn't like that. <laughs> Basically, he killed somebody important, whether that was a shard bear or not. He killed somebody, and the light eyes were like, "Good job!" And then he offered him this gift, which I bet I I would think maybe it was a shard blade or something. And he decided yeah. he didn't want that because he didn't doesn't like shard. He doesn't like shard bears, right?
0: Yeah, he, hates he doesn't.
1: He doesn't want to become a light eyes because if he got a shard blade, he would become a light eyes.
0: And he's and not a fan of. Most he doesn't light like
1: eyes. light eyes, so he doesn't want that, and so he denied it. And they didn't like that.
0: To be fair, at that time he did like Amaran, like he in the thing he talked about. like yeah. he liked Amaran. So at that time he did like Amaran. Yeah, but not anymore.
1: Yeah, but basically I think he he denied Amaran and was like, Nah, I don't want this. Or he de- denied some Light Eyes. And yeah, they didn't like that.
0: Fair enough. Good yeah. guess. Thank you. Next up, my chapter again. Oh wait, one more question. Kaladin says, "Uh, this is what we need. This this thing we've been missing. Talking about talking with each other. Yes. How is what is he gonna do for his bridge crew?
1: I think somehow he's going to get them to sit down and talk to each other and, like, get to know each other and, like, well, yeah, understand how? their stories.
0: They wouldn't do that normally. How would they no, do that? No,
1: they wouldn't. Um, I feel like somehow he's going to get them to do it, like, maybe over food or, like, lock them all in their, in their barrack.
0: Like, oh. we <laughs> We're not now. leaving until I know your backstory.
1: <laughs> yes. All Not right. right there.
0: Good theory. My turn. Chapter 24, The Gallery of Maps. The little letter piece says, "Neither point makes the things I have written to you here untrue." Doesn't clarify any further, just kind of is what they say. Um, and this is a, another Dalinar Adolin chapter. Yes. Uh, Dalinar is at the Gallery of Maps, which is like the king's room where he has all like the fancy maps he put on the walls everywhere. Yeah. Um, and in the in the gallery of maps, he's meeting with another high prince, Royan, Royon. Yeah. R O I O N. Royon. 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 Um. And Dalinar is trying to convince Royon to let him them do a bridge one together because Royon is the weakest of the high princes, has the fewest wins in general. And Dalinar's like, if we do this thing, we can more easily conquer the land together and like not have this issue. Yeah. Does that make sense? And uh, Royon's unco- uh, uh, he's like, well, no. See, I don't trust you. And also, like, if we go, find a shard bearer, then what? And Dalinar's like, well, tradition will hold. Whoever kills it will get it. And Royan's like, so you'll get more shards. You two have two full shard bearers. There's no way if there's a shard bearer that we're attacking that I could ever kill them yeah. because you two will kill them first. And Dalinar actually manages to convince him by saying, "Fine, the first plate and blade that we earn will go to you. The second goes to me." Yep. Which is a crazy thing to offer. in yeah, a deal for sure. But Dalinar, but uh, Royan's like, huh? I don't trust you. Essentially, basically, what this thing is is. Uh, Dalinar realizes approaching the weakest first was probably the wrong play. Yeah. Because uh, they're not willing to risk what they, they already have so little. They're yeah. not willing to make big risks and risk losing what they already have. Yep. Um, and so Dalinar basically gets a maybe from Roy on and that's nothing. Yeah. Did I miss anything big important in that little section?
1: Not really. They talk about briefly about the rumors.
0: But yeah. But everyone knows about the rumors.
1: No, that, that's about it.
0: Now, here's the important part. The, it switches to an Adolin chapter after Roy on has left. Adolin walks up and sees his dad staring at the map, looking lost in his eyes. Um and Adolin's like, oh, it's happening again. He seems seems like he's lost and confused. And he asks Dalinar how it went. And Dalinar's like, it was disappointing. Uh, and then he explains what I said about um the fact that they're trying to like leave. Yeah. And Adolin quotes scripture at him. Adolin says, uh, man's life on Roshar is conflict, saying that peace isn't really an option between people. Yes. And Dalinar's like, You're quoting religion at me? And Adolin's like, Well, Mashallah likes religion. So I was trying to. So basically, uh, Adolin has a new woman, Mashallah. Yannalala is gone. Yep. Basically, Adolin is like, this is bad. This is not working very good. And also, Adolin says, also, by the way, Sadius is requesting access to our camp so he can go in- interview our uh, horse grooms people yes. to make sure that none of them sliced it. And Adolin's like, should we We shouldn't let him. And Dalinar says, let him in. He has the power and I trust him. And Adolin's like, you you don't trust Adolin. Dalinar says I've been told what to do Trust Sadius. Be strong Act with honor And honor will aid you That is the advice I've been given uh, And Adolin says From where And now it's time To dramatically read The little last section Of this chapter Sorry for so many This week It's re- the really fun Stuff happening So here i go. Yeah let's go
1: So We're betting The future of our house On these visions now Adolin said flatly
0: I wouldn't say that Dalinar replied if Sadius did move against us, I wouldn't simply let him shove us over. But I'm also not going to make the first move against him.
1: Because of what you've seen, Adeline said, growing frustrated. Father, you said you'd listen to what I had to say about the visions. Well, please listen now.
0: This isn't the proper place.
1: You always have an excuse, Adeline said. I've tried to approach you about it five times now, and you always rebuff me.
0: Perhaps it's because I know what you'll say, Dalinar said. And i know it won't do any good
1: or perhaps because you don't want to be confronted by the truth
0: that's enough adeline
1: no no it's not we're mocked in every one of the war camps our authority and reputation diminishes by the day and you refuse to do anything substantial about it
0: adeline i will not take this from my son
1: but you'll take it from everyone else why is that father when others say things about us you let them when Renarin or I take the smallest step towards what you view as being inappropriate, we're immediately chastised. Everyone else can speak lies, but I can't speak the truth. Do your sons mean so little to you?
0: Dalinar froze, looking as if he'd been slapped.
1: You aren't well, father, Adeline continued. Part of him realized that he had gone too far, that he was speaking too loudly, but it boiled out anyway. We need to stop tiptoeing around it. You need to stop making up increasingly irrational explanations to reason away your lapses. I know it's hard to accept, but sometimes people get old. Sometimes the mind stops working right. I don't know what's wrong. Maybe it's your guilt over Gavilar's death. That book, the codes, the visions, maybe they're all attempts to find escape, find redemption, something. What you see is not real. Your life now is a rationalization, a way of trying to pretend that what's happening isn't happening. But I'll go to damnation itself before I'll let you drag the entire house down without speaking my mind on it. He practically shouted those last words. They echoed in the large chamber, and Adeline realized he was shaking. He had never, in all his years of life, spoken to his father in such a way.
0: You think I haven't wondered these things? Dalinar said, his voice cold, his eyes hard. I've gone through each foot you've made a dozen times over
1: then maybe you should go over them a
0: few more. I must trust myself. The visions are trying to show me something important. I cannot prove it or explain how I know, but it's true. Of course
1: you think that, Alan said, exasperated. Don't you see? That's exactly what you would feel. Men are very good at seeing what they want to. Look at the king. He sees a killer in every shadow, and a war strap becomes a convoluted plot to take his life.
0: Dalinar fell silent again.
1: Sometimes the simple answers are the right ones, father, Adeline said. The king's strap just wore out, and you, you're seeing things that aren't there. I'm sorry.
0: They locked expressions. Adolin didn't look away. He wouldn't look away. Dalinar finally turned from him. Leave me, please.
1: All right, fine. But I want you to think about this. I want you to- Adelin, go! Adeline gritted his teeth, but turned and stalked away. It needed to be said- he told himself as he left the gallery. That didn't make him feel any less sick about having to be the one who said it.
0: Brutal. Can I just say...
1: I got so into that.
0: Yeah, I like, I really like doing argument scenes with you because we actually, at the end of it, I have to like call myself a it bit like, it's okay.
1: There was (laughs) one one sentence where I was kind of screaming and I was thinking while I was was shouting it because originally I did it a second time because I didn't say it that loud the first time and I was like, no, this needs to sound like I'm actually shouting. Yeah. And I, as afterwards, I was like, I hope no one can hear us down
0: the hallway. I also love when they let me interrupt because I, one of my favorite parts of it is when there's like a clear interruption written is that I actually interrupt Sydney a little bit earlier than uh-huh. they interrupt in real life. Yep. Because it doesn't sound like an interruption if she stops waiting for me. So yep. I always interrupt a little bit earlier just <laughs> yes. so it still sounds like it. But anyway, yeah. um, yeah, Adolin finally spoke his mind and it came out in a brutal fit of passion that was like actually really that wild and cool. was wild.
1: That was fun. I really enjoyed that dramatic reading. Me action. too. That was I like so
0: fun. All of the fight ones, the like argument ones, like with uh, Sadius too, when we argued Sadius and Dalinar, uh-huh. love those. Anyway, back at it, asthmatic, here it goes. Uh, is there any theories for this chapter? Nope, not really. Not really. He's going to approach somebody else. Yeah. Alien doesn't like it. I don't think there's really anything to do for that. Yeah, nope. Um. All right then. I guess if that's everything. It's time to... Rake the Characters. Ooh. Okay. said so sad. Yeah, no, because my head hurts, and so I didn't want to scream woo. Yeah, okay. All right, this week, week seven, all the characters we saw in this order, Kaladin, Liren, Harl, from the chapter one, then Yaz, Haber, Sil, Rock, Teft, and Moash, then Dalinar, Adolin, Elokar, Wit, and Navani, and Royon. And those yeah. are all the characters that we saw this week. Yep. Um. And so the order of our, of our ranking for just this week, by the way, remember, the ranking ignores previous weeks. Yes. This ranking does. So the week goes Sill, Kaladin, Rock, Wit, Adolin, Dalinar, Teft, Hobber. Well, so actually I'll go through why I like them. Sill, super cute, super smart.
1: Yeah. We love Sill. Woohoo!
0: Love Sill. Kaladin, still Kaladin. He's doing yep. his best. He's trying really hard. Love that. Yeah. Rock, fir- first, nice guy. Really, really funny. Love him a lot. Yes. Uh, wit, it's wit. Uh, Adolin, kind of mean to Dalinar for no reason, but felt like it kind of needed to be said. He cares about a lot about Dalinar protecting yeah. him. Dalinar, doing his best to be the best. Yep. Teft, trying to be helpful. And then into the characters, Haber was happy. Lirin tried to support his son. Yeah. Now, uh, Navani seemed pretty decent. I don't. Yeah. I don't have strong feelings about her. Uh, Harald just was there. Yeah. Royon just was there. Elokar he's the bottom of the of the living tier not a big fan of Elokar and his moves
1: not a yeah no he and was, then, a butthole in this chapter
0: wish you were dead for obvious reasons is Moash and Gaz
1: yeah now, Gaz has been wish you were dead since we met him
0: now we get to move on to the top five and bottom five this week what was last week's top five bottom five so
1: last week's top five bottom five, so five, bottom five was Calden, Sil Dalinar, Renarin, and Adelin. and then the bottom five was Elokar, Laryl, Nambalat, Sadius, and Gaz so we actually had a lot that changed this week
0: also just a reminder on the top five the first one she says is the best and the last one she says is the worst so this is like a yeah the top of bottom five is like a scale it goes best to worst as she reads them downwards. all right this week lots of change happened what's what's this week's week
1: so this week we have sill at number one because she's adorable and we love sill yes um we have caledon at number two uh this is the top five i'm reading number two because he's cool we like caledon a lot um wit because at number three because he just kind of it's funny. He's
0: funny. And, he's smart. He's being helpful to Dalinar. Yeah, he likes he is, Renarin. Yep. Wait, it's been a good guy.
1: It's been a good guy. Um, Then we have uh Rock at number four. Love Rock. Because Rock has just suddenly become a great dude all of yeah. a sudden. Well, because
0: he feels like his life is owed to Cali. Yes.
1: We, we like Rock a lot. And then Dalinar at number five, just because Dalinar is a, a cool character. And he
0: hangs on because he's doing his best. Yes. and Angelina Renarin got the boot because... Renard, we didn't see this week, and Adolin was kind of just mean to his dad.
1: Yes. Like, we understand that Adolin...
0: Felt like it was If we,
1: this was top six, Adolin would be number six. Yes. But this is top five only, so sorry, yeah. Adolin. Sucks to be you. Um, and then our bottom five, we have Nambalot, who we haven't seen in a very long time, but... Still
0: a sociopath, kills he, animals for no reason.
1: Yes. So he, we just left him on there. Um, There aren't really that many characters we strongly dislike.
0: Here's the thing. Like, I th- I'm thinking back, the only character who I kind of... We don't see Amaram, but because of how much Kaladin dislikes him, I kind of don't like him.
1: Yeah. But I don't but know.
0: We don't know about him. So it'd right. be hard to yeah. pop him on there.
1: Um, And then we have Moash at uh
0: Four. two on, or like, on bottom like five. But the fourth worst character. Yes.
1: We have Moash because Moash is a Bahol. Yeah. For no reason. Yeah. Um, And then we have Sadius because, again, a Bahol.
0: Yes. Wait. Here's a big reveal. The second worst character
1: shooketh is gaz gaz is no longer the worst on our list which is wild
0: because somebody else is
1: yes uh we put elkar as the worst because dude's been an he, infuriating idiot yes, he's so he's so whiny for one and also he was such a boho to his, his poor uncle who's he, just trying to help the dude and he
0: undermines his uncle who's constantly trying to protect him and love yes. him yes Dude is the worst, and he also.
1: Um, I could be a better king than this man. I said this earlier. <laughs> I could be a better king than this man. So yeah, this is the first time Gaz hasn't been on our bottom five. And Gaz's perfect streak. Or Gaz is on our bottom five. First time he hasn't been at the bottom of the bottom five. His perfect streak is,
0: is over. over. Yeah, it is. Um, we really do. Uh, think this is real. Understand also, it's not who we wish death upon. It. This is. This is who we. Uh like least if that makes sense yes um anyway now it's time to do the final things yeah uh thank you so much for listening uh go follow us on instagram there's a link in the description we post every week we upload so it will help you remember also we will start we're posting real soon which can be exciting yeah Uh, go follow us share us uh we have a few people who just found us through instagram and now listen regularly so we really appreciate those people um share this with friends if you have any That was so mean. Share this with the friends that you have. I know you have friends. (laughs) Um, And then, uh, yeah, thank you so much. Make Thank you so much to Alesia for making our intro and outro music. That's A-L-E-Z-E-I-A on On Spotify. Spotify. The song is called Windrunner Remake. Now say your thing.
1: Yeah, so next week, make sure you read chapters 25, 26, and 27. Seven.
0: It's very important because you don't want to eat shawl dung. And if you forget to to read, Sydney will sneak it right in your food. Yuck. (laughs) Ew.
1: I don't even know how I would do that. She's going to be cooking a lot of shawl dung. I would cook. Chili. Ew. No, I was going to say I could cook some Chicken.
0: Chicken, chicken. If make I you like I a grilled them.
1: chicken salad and yep. put it in your salad dressing.
0: <laughs> all right, thank you guys all so much for listening. My name is Colin Pratt,
1: and I'm Sydney Liarly.
0: I love you.
1: Peace.
0: Why are you still here? The show is over.